Yes, lads, what is going on? About the season three, episode 11 of The Running Irishman. In this episode, we have a very, very special guest, another female athlete on the podcast, Izzled O'Donnell. Izzled is a Rahini Shamrocks athlete who also trains up with Dublin Track Club with Phelan Kelly. This is a very, very interesting episode as during her time in college, Izzled had quite a difficult relationship with running, picking up a few injuries and then. Um, just kind of adapting to the college lifestyle a little bit more and pushing running maybe uh, to the back and not as focused on it as she may have used to be but then after a few injuries um, that we got deeper into in this episode and you know with the help of Phelan and her club Rahini Shamrocks she then ended up last year picking up gold in the 800 metres in the outdoor um, All-Ireland Championships and also second in the 1500 meters and um, so yeah <clears throat> Izzled has a very very great story and I can't wait for you guys to hear it again I I don't want to kind of make it a thing but we do need to have more female guests on the podcast Um Izzled kind of gave us the idea of doing like women in sport so get like just say Izzled and then someone from like Gaelic or someone from a different sport and talk about maybe their different experiences as a woman within the sport Um after the podcast was recorded me and it'll touch on it um a little bit but yeah if that's something you'd want to see make sure to hit that subscribe button give this episode a like or if you listen to this episode head over to the running irishman official give me a follow to be kept up to date on the future episodes that go live so you do not miss out and uh yeah that's pretty much it i'm really looking forward for y'all to to give this episode a, a listen or a watch as you can probably hear the mic quality is a little bit better i rearranged kind of the setup a little bit um and the, the mic is much closer to my mouth i still have a little bit of messing about to do i'm pretty sure we're in when the settings of the mic in obs yeah that's a little bit off topic i hope you all enjoy and let's get into it all right everybody we're here with Izzled o'donnell thanks for taking the time out and coming on to the podcast i really appreciate it i'm happy to have another female guest on because um you probably know it's, it's kind of been male dominant and i've been getting a lot of requests to have more female uh, athletes onto the podcast Unfortunately, I've only had one on so far, which kind of looks looks a bit dodgy on my end. But we try to we'll try to get a lot more on. So uh, for that and many more other reasons, I'm really excited for this episode. Um, so yeah, as usual, I wouldn't really do you do you or any of the guests I have on the podcast justice when it comes to an introduction. So do you just kind of want to take it away and give a brief background about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Killian. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, my name is Izzelt O'Donnell, as you know. Um, I'm an 800 metre runner um, from uh, in Dublin Track Club. I've been running since I was about... I've been running at Rohini Shamrocks, actually, since I was about 15, 16. Um, yeah, and I... Yeah, that's a, that's a brief introduction for me. Yeah. Like a lot of uh, guests on this uh, on, on the podcast, too, they give quite humble humble introductions, so it gives us a good a good way to to jump into things. Um, before we kind of get into the running side of everything, I know you were obviously very sporty uh, from a very young age. So what, like, before you hopped into running, was there any other sports that uh, that you liked doing or, or that you just done? Yeah, so when I was younger, I I basically didn't really get into running training, I guess, uh, until I was about 15 or 16. I didn't join Rohini Shamrocks till then, but before then, since I was about, I'd say, eight or nine, I was playing, I think the first sport that I took up was Kamo. No, it wasn't Kamo, sorry, it was Gaelic football. I played on the under nines boys team. 
Um, there was no uh, girls team at the time, but eventually there was one made around, I think it was under 11, but before then I was playing in the boys team and I, I actually think there's a tape of us playing and I remember seeing myself kind of staring at the ball. I think it was against Vincent's at the time, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, I didn't really, it didn't click for me for a few years, but eventually did. But then I was playing a bit of camogie then there was, um, uh, a camogie team, I'd say it was under 10, around the same time as that. Uh, I played at other sports like basketball in school and for Port Marnock and um, that GA was for Nave Marnog in Port Marnock and I would have played a little bit of, I think I played a bit of soccer for community games but that was only one summer and I would have played, I did a bit of judo as well and then yeah it kind of took me a while then to get to the running but there was always a bit of running in the background um in terms of like in primary school our principal was quite good he'd get us to he'd get us every friday to do what he called cross country and i think it was probably like 800 meters you'd run like kind of like the daily mile but only on a friday yeah. and probably only about 800 meters but um yeah before before athletics i kind of played a lot of sport i kind of played Gaelic games kind of up to the age of about 16 or 17 when I just when the leaving cert came obviously it was you know decide on one thing so you could do one thing and then you could do um do your study as well um and yeah no that's kind of that's what kind of led up to it there um so I was always kind of active in that um and then I wasn't like athletics wasn't really dominant in school or anything like that there was just a bit I didn't join I remember actually um Rahini Shamrocks was mentioned to me when I was in fifth class um, by one of the girls who uh, was a, who's a member of them as well. And I remember looking at it back then when I was about, I think your fifth class, you're about 11, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, and I'll do it another time. And it actually took me like a good few years then um, into secondary school to join. Yeah, so that's that was quite the build up until until actually joining running. But um, you actually you sent me on an article there, and uh, in the article I read that you actually you actually got on the Dublin uh, Camogue team for under 16s, and that was about the time when you you start picking up running and and you start joining doing it for a team. So maybe like within within your 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 Gaelic before you even join running to get to that level, could you always see that maybe you were fitter and faster than some people and also when you started running did that did the camogie training because i know even at a young age the intensity and the volume of training can be can be quite hard so did that you know did the camogie training take take over from the running a bit um i actually you know what it's kind of blurry for me which one whether which one was overlapping a lot so yeah you under 16 and I was playing Dublin. It, I wasn't like, I didn't play very long because that was the time when I decided, I think the training was on a Friday evening and a Sunday morning. And I remember just, I just re realizing like, I didn't really want to play on the Dublin team as well. And obviously there was probably a selection process. I can't really remember, but um, I kind of, I was playing with it for a bit and then I left, I played a few games. Um, but around that time, yeah, I remember when I was training um, in athletics as well and someone said to me like, you're, you know, you're doing a lot, like which one do you want to do? And I kind of, I kind of realized that I was enjoying the running a bit more and it kind of was giving me a bit more than the Camogie was because although the Camogie was great crack and like I was getting to know new people through the Dublin team and I obviously had friends from the Nave Marno team. 
Um, I think it was actually the, just the individual effort when you put in yourself. It was kind of given a direct output. You know, you're kind of seeing progression in yourself. And I loved Komogi, like I loved the skill side and also obviously the running side. So I was playing midfield and I think my, what I call my trick was to, when the ball be thrown in, I tap it and then just try and get it furthest away so I could run and pick it up and just run with the ball. Like that was, yeah. and that's when I knew that was my strength was the, was the running in that. Um, my, my hitting wasn't as strong as some of the girls. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I enjoyed about the Komogi was like getting it onto the hurl and just running. Um, but yeah, no, you could see, I could see from playing, playing sports that I liked running around and I kind of just liked, you know, sprinting and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, you know, joining, joining running at the, at the age of 16, obviously it didn't pay too much of a part, I, 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 I'm presuming because of, you know, um, some of the quality and some of the, uh, you know, how well you've done in some races up until this point, um, you've personally done. But, you know, at the age of 16, 17, 18, is around that age where people, if they really like the sport and they're really good at it, they're kind of starting to get really good and taking it serious. So when you first joined, like, what was kind of the story with that? Did you, were you, like, already really, really good or did it take you a while to get into it? Or were people, you know, miles ahead of you? What was the story when you actually, you know, joined, joined for the team? Um, I kind of have to go back to, I guess when I go back to schools as well, because I was, I did... So basically the first time that I did any sort of athletics training, um, I did do community games now, I think it was when I was about 11 or 12. And even coming to Munn school, you, I would have done an athletics uh, in primary school, sorry. Um, and I would have won a few races there and I would have liked running, but running actually made me so, like I was very nervous as a child coming up to races, even when I was in primary school. And I didn't, like I kind of, I think even going into secondary school, I was like, that's not really a sport that, you know, yeah. I want to do. It makes me quite nervous or something. And uh, I, uh, so, sorry, I'm around about way of answering your questions. <laughs> I'm, uh, I kind of go down a bit of a trail. No, but I, I um, so I was in, I was in secondary school and actually the first time I started doing a bit of training, I think it was, it was actually the first time I met Phelan, um, my coach now, Phelan Kelly. Uh, I remember I was in, I think it was in first year and I saw there was athletics going on and I said to him like, oh, when is it on? And he was standing in front of a board that said Tuesday and Thursday, <laughs> but obviously I wanted to kind of, you know, Ease ask into him. into it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, just come down Tuesday and Thursday. And I did do, so I did, was doing a little bit of running like around um, Santa Sabina, my, um, the school, the second school I went to in Sutton. Um, up and for a year or two, and that's that's when then I joined Rohini Sharmrocks. But yeah, no, I, I did all right in the cross countries in first year and second year before I joined the club. Um, I was doing all right. Like I think I would have won North Leinster's, and I definitely won a Leinster gold. I think in second year, I'm not really sure over cross country, and there was definitely like. I think there would have been like a, either a 500 or 1100 for first year and I got some medal in that. Like my my memory is quite blurry with these things, funnily enough, but um, no, I was doing all right. Like I definitely saw that there was like a little bit of, um, I was able to like run and compete. So, you know, when I when I went from primary school to secondary school, you know, I, I kind of, you know, picked it up again and kept going. So, you know, I was doing well in races and then 
I stopped doing cross country, I think it was in third year because I thought it was too long. <laughs> um, and funnily enough, it like I look back now, I think the girls is like 2K and, and actually recently it's been um, increased, which is a good thing, you yeah. know, it doesn't need to be so short. Um, might be 3K or something like that now. Um, but yeah, no, I stopped doing it, but I was still doing the track and I think it was like fourth, fifth and sixth, maybe third, fourth, fifth and sixth I was doing start doing bit 800 and that so yeah yeah no that's that's really interesting it just shows to the level that you are today it, it kind of that natural talent you could even say kind of kicked in really early on but um i know in primary school you're doing bits of running here and there but would you say if you you know properly with rohini shamrocks or or, or 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 an actual athletics team um any athletics team if you picked it up maybe a little bit earlier do you think things may have turned out a little bit differently today just because as you saw how naturally talented you actually work um funnily enough i'm actually reading a book called range by david epstein and it's all about you know specialization versus generalization um no i actually do think that like if you play if you kind of play a lot of sport you know you dip your foot in or dip your hand in loads of baskets when you're younger you find out what suits you you know you find out you know if you like ball games or if you like dancing or if you're good at running like a kind of a, a base sport like if you're good at weightlifting or something like that or swimming like it's I think it's good to try all those little bits and it's even the same with you know playing an instrument like or doing playing chess or something like that you know I don't I really wouldn't be a put my all my eggs in one basket particularly when I was a teenager and I enjoyed like the variety of doing different things like I loved being like oh yeah I play like four or five sports yeah. like I loved just to, and also just get known people and getting to know people and people from different backgrounds and you know in certain sports you'll only get to know people from one background and in others you get to know others so I think that really that played a huge role in um just like giving a natural fitness like I do I do think like it's good for kids to play a variety of sport up until the age of what, 15, 16 even. Like I don't think there's, you need to specialize so young. Um, I even saw there, I think it was, I think there was, this is a while ago now, I can't remember if it was the FAI, we were talking about over spe specialization of um, footballers, young footballers at 12 to keep up with, you know, development. Yeah. And I just thought so, and it was renounced by, you know, sports scientists such as Ross Tucker and that, I like I thought that was crazy. Definitely. Um, so yeah, you kind of you kind of feel like it was good when you joined that little bit of, an, of a later age that you were you not not to sound bad, but like nobody within the running world itself knew that you were a really big name. So you weren't really specialized straight away from from a young age. That kind of took off a bit of weight off your shoulders, and then you could just you know put the head down and come out on race day and just and just do what you had to do. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I was anything special now, to be honest, but thank you. But uh, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I thought it was nice to be able to do a few sports. And then, like, obviously, I was always doing a little bit of running um, all the time. It's always been part of my, you know, just my general living and stuff. So, you know, I just, I would have always done a bit. But like, yeah, I guess it was until... I think it was until I can't remember it was under 16 or under 17s and I won um an all Ireland 800 and I think I was that was kind of a medal when I won that I was thinking oh no this actually you know I would actually like to invest more time in it and I think then from then I invested a bit more time yeah. in it 
and that probably coincided with when I quit the Dublin Camogie team as well. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 a uh, that's really interesting. And as you said there at the start, uh, you started off running with Rohini Shamrocks, and then you moved on to where you are today is, is Dublin Track Club. So I know Balam was your your coach when when you started. Uh, by the way, Rohini Shamrocks is still my club. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still the club. Oh, you just yeah yeah yeah. It's training group. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you go down and you do um you do some training with with Phelan down in Dublin Track Club. So it was just mainly because. You were he was your coach in, in secondary school and did you see kind of any you know difference or performance increase uh, when you went down to Dublin Track Club because obviously they have a good few athletes now doing really big things in you know international running on a big stage so you personally did you see did you see any you know drastic increases or anything when you went down to Dublin Track Club? Um, actually, Phelan was Phelan was my it wasn't exactly my coach in secondary school. He came to the school and he coached for the school for like two years. Right, but I good. actually was with another coach in Rini Shamrocks there for a few years. Um, but I then came back to Phelan around, I'd say 2015. Um, I kind of was, you know, I went to college and I kind of fell off the bandwagon from the ages of about, I'd say 19 to about 23. I was kind of um, 22, even 23. Yeah, I kind of wasn't really, I was running, but I wasn't doing much training. Um, and then I got in contact with Phelan around 2015 and he hadn't he hadn't really created Dublin Track Club yet, but um, he kind of helped me get back on the, back on the bus there, keeping on going. And um, then I think I really started going down training with Dublin Track Club when he kind of formed the group. And like, there was a few people coming milling together um, like I'd say it was I think back in the day it would have been like Owen Strutt and Brian Fay and a few others um, I kind of started coming down a bit more I'm trying to think of the year that was I think that was 2017 um, I came down a little bit more but it actually took me a long time to get going again because when I started um, kind of with Phelan in 2015 I was I went on Erasmus um, and I was doing a lot of training, like failing with semi-training, I was doing a bit um, away and I was going well, but I, I kind of picked up another injury when I was away and it, like I was, wasn't able to keep it on. And then I came back into the masters. And so my, like coming back into athletics was very delayed. I was kind of slow. Like I'm a slow burner anyway, even now, like it's just take, it takes me a while to kind of get going, even racing and that. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, no, in 2017, I kind of got back on it. And then in 2018, I started seeing more improvements. Um, I came third in the National 800 Outdoors and it kind of, I kind of was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of see the bit of racing that I had before when I was a junior, I was kind of, the times were kind of coming back again. And I decided I want to invest more time again. And then I was actually working in the ESB, um, after my masters, I worked there for until the start of 2019, and I left my job there. Um, and I took like two months out, and I just started doing a lot more training. I just kind of tried to be like a, a full-time athlete for two months, and like I came on an awful lot in that period of time. Um, and it kind of showed me like if you do, you know, you do focus, and also you, you know, you get your rest and recovery, and you just train properly. 
uh, or try to train properly, um, you'll kind of make gains. And then I got my current job uh, as a research engineer in Trinity, and I um, I was able to like I I work eighty percent, so I'm able to devote more time to that. So like it's kind of been a process like a slow process but then again it is like athletics particularly like you know your endurance events and that like i know i'm still running 800 but i'm kind of trying to branch into 15 as well and like you do have to do a lot of that strength and endurance training it just takes a long time to kind of build it up and it definitely does take a long time for me um but like i'm i do see like i even from when i began i started seeing gains and like even each session, you know, little improvements and like you kind of feel this like, oh, that's, you know, it's a building block, you know, I'm kind of improving off that. And it kind of gives you, it gives you a bit of confidence when you start to improve and improve. And I didn't really, I kind of picked up a few injuries like Achilles, tendon, Achilles tendonitis and that, which kind of slowed down progress. But I think for a good while now, I've been good at kind of managing inju- injuries and like when you can manage your injuries, like you just build a training on top of it and you're building your 12 weeks or 24 weeks, whatever. And uh, you just start to feel like, you know, you're making gains and you're feeling better and yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good to hear. And like from, you know, a few things that I have down here, it's good to see that, you know, training with Rahini and, and training with Dublin Track Club and all that is it's coming together for you. And you're kind of starting to, as you said, put those building blocks back together and, and see the training really come together. Um, Kind of just to take it back a little bit, you know, you mentioned there that you kind of fell off a little bit while you were in Trinity and I know that you picked up a couple of injuries, but before the injuries, you know, in what way did you kind of fall off? Did you kind of just, you know, get caught up in the college lifestyle, you know, the, the parties every now and then, the, the going out with friends and then running kind of just slipped away from you and then kind of when the injuries came as well, that kind of just, you know, that was kind of kicking it while it was down as well, you know? Yeah, it, it was kind of... I think I was kind of, I think at the end of secondary school and then the beginning of college, I think I kind of lost, not the Grawford, I kind of had, like, I kind of had, wasn't, I didn't see, you know, where I wanted to go with athletics and like I'd gone, I was going to college and I was studying engineering and like, to be honest, like that's, it was a difficult course, like especially in first year. It's almost first year's almost a weeding out, so you know it's it's hard, and you're doing about twenty subjects, and you have about forty hours a week, and then you have about twenty hours of study. And then I also wanted to enjoy college life, and I actually picked up. I was I was running well at the start of college, but I picked up a stress fracture um, in my tibia, and I think it was just because I'd increased my mileage a bit, and I'd never been used to that. Like I'd done a lot of. Um, I'd done a lot of kind of 800 meter style training, like, you know, loads of 200s. Yeah. So I wasn't used to doing like any sort of runs. I think my longest run was like 40 minutes or something like that. Um, I'd never really run an hour um, or any long run or anything like that. So when I started doing a little bit more in college, I I probably wasn't recovering either because I was going into college into lectures. Then I probably wasn't able to like get all the food and I needed to get in and um, I picked up a stress fracture and yeah, I think I just kind of fell off from then because, you know, it kind of snowball effect. I think I ran well. I ran okay. I ran, my, I ran close to my PB then in the following summer, but I just wasn't really, I wasn't putting it together and I just didn't, I kind of was enjoying going out as well and enjoying like college life and just 
Um, I was actually part of the athletics club there as well, and like that was like good crack as well. It wasn't it wasn't just for people who wanted to run; like it was for socializing too. So like, you know, um, I enjoyed that end, and like I don't re- I don't regret any of that. Like just enjoying college life, yeah. and it's an experience, and like I can take it away, and like it builds me who I am, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I just kind of fell off then, and then second year was the same. Got a little bit of an injury. And then into third year, yeah, I got another stress fracture when I was in third year, or stress reaction or something like that. And I was always like aqua jogging or doing something, but I obviously wasn't like, my aqua jogging was like, you know, going into the pool and like doing a little bit of exercise. It wasn't anything like doing, you know, two million lengths of the pool and trying to keep, like I probably was just trying to, you know, kid myself into thinking I was doing a bit and I wasn't really. Um, and then so like in third year I got another stress fracture and then I was like yeah this isn't really working anymore <laughs> no definitely and it must have been really really frustrating would you say kind of that when you got the first one when you start increasing your mileage slightly when you when you first got into Trinity and start training there you were kind of like <clears throat> right you can see what you can do with that like maybe increase your mileage a little bit slower recover from the injury and get back into it but then would you say when the second and third one especially came along you kind of just all hope went out the window yeah there was there was a bit of time in between the those injuries um i think i was never when i was younger i was never good at planning and like even now i'm not like i wouldn't be the type of person to have like a five-year plan or anything like that and probably to my detriment but I was never good at planning and seeing where I was going to be. Like I never really had a vision for myself. I kind of was enjoying things day to day. And then, but the kind of hampered, whereas I was hampered in that I, when I got the first injury and then I kind of rehabbed quite well from that. And then I was okay the next summer. And then I got another one. And then I kind of just, I kind of just, you know, I was probably like kind of slowly um, leaving the sport is that sense. Like I almost kind of like, just left it go because like I didn't really it, it takes a lot of energy to kind of go back and start doing those training and like compete then you know training to get fit and then training to compete and then competing to win like there's all different steps and I kind of was not I couldn't I got so far away from that like I couldn't see it anymore if you know what I mean yeah. so you're kind of you're kind of so far away from the point that you were and the dedication that you were at that kind of just like looked like it was never possible to really get back to there and and kind of all hope you know went out the window um as such and then when you know because obviously from from a few races that you've been doing lately like running running hasn't been going too bad for you so there must have been really a point where you got back into it and and you know how what was that process like because obviously maybe you're a little bit nervous then you're afraid you'll pick up another injury and then you're kind of starting back at point zero again so what was that like for you and when did you start you know getting back into running again um yeah i guess when i was so i said to you i was yeah i think around 2015 i um i think i was i got in contact with phelan and i started doing a little bit more again and then 2016 when i was away yeah i was kind of um i was starting to do a little bit like the training was a little bit different so what phelan was kind of given to me was um it was kind of more like longer stuff like slower running in that um and yeah that kind of it kind of i was slowly introduced to a different type of training and 
like it was like it's kind of um sorry how to explain it um it's kind of like you take your time with it and I guess with that I kind of noticed that I wasn't picking up as many injuries like I think the it was more as well intensity um that was causing those type of things intensity and then like not recovering um so when I was kind of like doing different training the process like it was it's it's slow but I kind of when as I said before like I kind of started to see like gains and I'm kind of stubborn in a way as well like I'd kind of you know sometimes like the roll with the thing works and that like if things are going well and you roll with it like they keep going well but like back when I wasn't like I wasn't paying attention to my training and that sort of stuff and I kind of was just expecting things to happen I was rolling but in a bad light yeah. and I kind of I kind of wasn't like quick to like pick up what things were going badly but now when things are you know going well it's that's probably a good mentality to kind of rolling with it easily when it's going well you know just kind of you know leave it go itself I don't know if I answered your question sorry I'm kind of no you're no you're grand no it, it just you you did answer it there at, at the start there you were saying that you know you, you were in touch with Phelan then you done the, the Erasmus and then as you said things just kind of picked up from there in terms of the Erasmus like what was that you went over to Milan in fourth year and what was that what was that kind of like as, as an experience did you do a, a lot of running over there or just kind of what was that like yeah no that was like I really enjoyed my Erasmus over there like I think what happened was I forgot about studies and I at the start I just kept I actually just like re, I actually did a lot of running at the start there because I had loads of time I was this first time I'd actually lived away from home apart from obviously the Gale talked and like some yeah yeah, something. So I was, you know, buzzing. I was away from home yeah. and I really enjoyed Erasmus. I met loads of people uh, from different backgrounds and different countries and that. And um, I actually was doing a good bit of running and I was I was living in a place called Bovisa, which I wouldn't recommend anyone to visit in Milan. Really? Um, but uh, I had a nice park like called North Park there and I'd run up to that and I'd just do, you know, a few runs. And I actually ended up getting to know a few people on my course. They'd, uh, I was like, I do a bit of running and they'd come and join me, like just random people who were Erasmus students as well, who wanted to do a little bit of exercise would come and join me. And uh, like, that was fun. And I was doing a good bit of training as well. Like I was doing my sessions myself and I enjoyed it. And it was just, it was kind of a good introduction or introduction back into uh, the training again. but. Um, the experience as a whole, like with Erasmus and that was great. I didn't compete. I actually jumped through all the hoops in Italy. You have to get loads of forms with them. Um, you have to get electrocardiograms, um, which I think we should be doing here, to be honest, you know, before sport to make sure that you're fit and well and able to do it. But I had to do electrocardiogram. I had to do get loads of licenses through Fidel, which is the Italian system. I actually wasn't sure if they were just messing with me. I had to do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but to use the gym and use the track, um, I had to get all, jump through these hoops. And But it was worth it in the end. But then I picked up, I kind of picked up another injury over there. And then Erasmus Life, just enjoying myself, kind of, you know, I fell off the train again. And my usual uh, thing to do. Um, and then it wasn't until I was kind of back again that I got back on the train um, that I got grown again. Yeah, no, that's, it, it's always good to kind of, 
you know, especially going abroad and to, to a place like Milan, it's good to obviously have your training, you know, in the back of your mind, but then you fell off and you kind of just got to enjoy the Erasmus life, which is which is always um, good. And then, obviously, from what we've seen here last summer in the in the national championships, you know, you've come you've come quite a long way since your since your Trinity days, you know, picking up a few injuries and, and falling off the sport a little bit. So when kind of, you know, you have to have a certain level of uh, ability and obviously confidence as well. So kind of when did that, you start to see that ability and confidence come back to, to really put yourself out there and, and, and try, you know, perform and compete at a national level? Um, I don't know, I, I guess... I kind of was able to look back on when I was, I think when you're younger, this is kind of, this probably thoughts that have gone through my head because, you know, when you're younger competing versus when after I'd say you're 25, you do change and you develop. Even when you're, I think when you're like eight, 17, it's different, 22 is different, 25, 28, and then beyond it's different. Um, I'm 27 now, by the way, that's why I'm saying this, but, um, I, uh, when I was younger, definitely, there's kind of definitely a sense of naiveness about your ability and that. And like, you can kind of, I, I definitely felt that I was more, I definitely was more that I just didn't really um, think too much about it. And I just kind of did it. I didn't really think too much about, you know, what level or anything like that. But I guess when I was older, I definitely, cause I had to come back into sport. I definitely ha- was trying to, um, I was trying to get that confidence back because I'd been out for so long that um, I wasn't sure if I could still like run that fast. But like once you're getting the training in and once you're, you know, you're able to show it in sessions, like you should, you're able to do it in the day. And especially like some people are good at doing it even better on the day and they rise to the occasion. They, you know, they use the pressure for good and they're able to, you know, rise it. I wouldn't, I'm not saying that that's what I do, but I'm just saying that, um, yeah, no, like kind of you can, it, it is hard to find the confidence again, I guess, but it does build up. It definitely, it's about like putting belief in your own training and, you know, just doing the things right, the small things right. Um, and then just being like true with yourself and that sort of stuff. And I was able to kind of, you know, I was lucky that I, um, I wasn't lucky, but I was. It was. It was kind of a good step that I'd gotten that medal because, like, maybe if I hadn't, maybe I kind of not. I, I would have kind of went. Oh, you know, I just keep training for you know just to train or whatever, yeah. not to compete. Like, you know, it's good to kind of have these these milestones along the way, and they kind of give you a little bit of push and a little bit of belief in yourself and. You know they're they're good those points but like obviously you kind of you have to do it because you know you're enjoying it as well which i am so i'm like i think that's what i really learned when i came back and um, doing more trainings that i was just enjoying the training a lot more and like it's funny it's like uh i enjoy like the process and i enjoy the lifestyle of kind of you know training relaxing that sort of thing so you know that that kind of then the belief kind of builds with that as well i think 
Yeah, no, definitely. That's that, and as you said, from coming from a situation of being injured and and where you are now today, you kind of if you're not really enjoying it, then you're not gonna want to try and get back to full fitness and get back to competing again. So that's always that's obviously obviously really really good to hear. Um, you were mentioned there as well. You know, some people on the day use the pressure within the you know from obviously in nerves from the crowd, pressure from a coach or whatnot. For you personally, how did you feel on the day? Did you kind of have you know, oh, everything I've gone through, I can just go out here, kind of enjoy myself, do my best, or kind of did were you on the line, you know, ready to compete and, and wanting to win? Um, yeah, it's funny enough, actually. I, I you're talking about the nationals, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, just say the eight hundreds for a Sorry, I thought I wasn't sure if you were talking about the 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 two years previous. Sorry, no, <laughs> no, that's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, no, um. I, uh, yeah, I, funnily enough, I was so nervous for last year. And like, it's funny because it's almost as if all of my, you know, I almost tried to throw all my training and all my, you know, build up out the window. I, on the, I was grand, in the heat actually, funny on the day before, um, I've gotten into a bad habit of, not really running the heats very well. I even did it in the indoors this year, last year, sorry. I almost didn't qualify because I put the brakes on at 50 meters to go. And I don't really know why I did that. And that's not really a good thing that I don't really know why, but, and then in the nationals this year in the heats, I ate a banana too close to the race. And I was just about to warm up and I started, my stomach would be kind of, you know, I think for a lot of people it would be kind of, you know, um, weak or something before a race, but I just started puking up the banana <laughs> along the side. And uh, actually Amy O'Donoghue came up to me like, and was saying to me, she said, like, are you all right? You know, like, what's, are you okay? Can I get you anything? I was like, no, just need to get this out. I'll be able to go, but yeah, no. And the next day I actually, um, I was so nervous before the race. Um, I don't know why I kind of taught myself into a bit of a hole of it, but I do think um, I thought too much about the results myself. Like I, maybe I had a feeling, a bit of feeling of pressure that I could win or even though like there was like, it, I wasn't, obviously I wasn't certain to win or anything like that. You know, there was plenty of other girls that could, that could have um, taken the title on the day, but I think there was a chance that I was a, could have won. So I just kind of overthought about all of that and then almost, you know, didn't go to the race. Um, I had a chat with Phelan before and he was able to kind of just put in perspective and I was like, what? Like I just got myself into a bit of a fluster, but that doesn't really happen to me very much. I think I just, um, I think I just put myself into a bit of a hole, but um, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm usually confident, but I don't, uh, I think a uh, bit of overthinking actually hurts you sometimes. Definitely. So, so yeah, that's how that's how you felt. Just say like for for argument's sake, we talk about just for now the 800 meters, which is obviously your 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 gold medal in event uh, during the summer, which is which is really really good. So you mentioned there, and I read in the article you sent me that obviously in the heat you had a bit of a, a bit of a habit. And was it in the heat for? Uh, I might be wrong here. Was it in the heat for the 800 that you qualified as fastest loser, or did I misread? Did I misread it? No, no, it was in the 800, yeah, and yeah, I qualified as a loser, and the year before I did the same thing, 
And I think the two years, I think the year before that, I think 2019, I might have done something similar with Fastest Loser. Maybe not. But definitely the year before when I won a bronze, I did, I did, I almost missed the race because I thought it was at seven o'clock, but it was actually at one o'clock. Oh my God. Yeah. I got a message. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's like, you thought it was at seven, so you thought it was seven in that evening. Yeah, because I think I read the finals on it seven and then I amalgamated the times in my head and thought that the heat was on at seven so like from now on I always check double check everything because I like I lose my head a little bit I think a friend uh, one of the girls in the group texted me and uh, said where are you are you warming up and I almost got sick because <laughs> I realized I was about to miss the race um but I didn't in the end actually I was I had about I had about 20 minutes to warm up I was lucky that I was able to contact people like Phelan and uh, different people in the club just to to sign me in and say that I was coming and 20 minutes less than 20 minutes to warm up and I just got going and at least it wasn't on the day of the final anyway it was the heat yeah true so it was uh, no but then this year um, or I should say last year in, in the Nationals qualifying as fast as you know, maybe did that kind of affect your confidence going into the final a little bit or did you kind of just, you know, go back to your old ways in the heat and just put the brakes on? Yeah, maybe it did a little bit. Yeah, I well, I remember I was kind of putting the, I remember when I came around, I was kind of putting the brakes on and I think I misjudged what place I was in because I think there was a, one of the girls was coming up behind me. I, I don't, I think I kind of, I actually am, I kind of basically should have pushed on, but I didn't. Um, I think it's like a really stubbornness of conservation of energy. I don't really know why I did it yeah. because it's really stupid. But maybe I kind of, I think I kind of knew that maybe the time was fast enough that we were going to, I was going to qualify for it as fast as loser. But you really shouldn't do that. Like, that's not a good idea to do that. Uh, leave it up to the gods to decide. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, no, it was, it was silly anyway. But sure, look, you got to the final anyway, and then you took away gold. So just in terms of the final, you know, when the gun went off, what were what were you thinking? Like, did you find yourself in a good position? Did you find yourself feeling good? Like, how how did the race kind of plan out for you? Um, I think it's uh, we had a plan that I was gonna just like sit in and wait for the final two, and then kick home at around you know one hundred or one fifty or whatever. So like I went through quite slowly. I think it was like went through in 64 probably through the bell, which is slow enough. It's very handy, and uh, we kind of I sat in. Um, I was just going to take it easy because I I think the best way for me to have won, um, the best tactic for me was to sit and kick instead of trying to lead it and then kind of maybe being the sacrificial lamb and <laughs> getting taken at the end, you know. So I wasn't going to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's like some days warrants you know pushing on and trying to get a good time but like when you're at a competition race it doesn't you know that's not that's not the right thing to do so the best like you need to play to your strengths and that's what i did so you know it worked out yeah exactly and then you know um in the article you sent me as well you said uh, in that there was probably your proudest moment in your running career so when when you realize you know that you you got the gold and you're coming away with the win how did you feel yeah, no, I felt elated. Like I, I think you saw the pictures. I kind of um, 
probably over like I'm kind of over I shouted across the line that wouldn't usually be my my forte but um or what I do but no I was really happy because I think I just felt a lot of build up of pressure so it was good to kind of get that and release it and just you know have celebrate at the end and like I think it was it was one thing is obviously that it was we were so lucky that we could have you know the national championships with COVID but like it was sad that there wasn't you know friends and family and that there was like there was obviously a few friends athletes who were there luckily um at the end um but like obviously there wasn't like you couldn't have you know your coach and then like you wouldn't have um your mom or dad or you know uh, extended friends and family and like having the big like you know doing I don't know if I would I wouldn't have done oh a lap of honor in like that <laughs> like you know you want to like if there was that opportunity it would, like you wouldn't do it in the empty stadium no like, definitely not do it. <laughs> so um, yeah no go but on but it was great you know yeah definitely no it, it would be as I said like with a lot of things you're running would you say it was maybe a little bittersweet yeah you got the win but really all the adrenaline you had after the race you couldn't really use it with celebrating with like as you said friends and family yeah I think it was a bit of relaxing and restrictions then so we were able to go and book tables you know uh, out and I was able to kind of celebrate then with a few friends there and that was great like it was good to be able to do that as well and like obviously I was able to see my family after it um and celebrate um with friends and that too so like it wasn't it wasn't like now whereas if we do say the there's going to be the meet next week like it's not like there's not going to really be opportunity to celebrate yeah or not, not that we sell i guess that's not the thing you'd be celebrating but like if there was a national indoors now you wouldn't really be able to celebrate like we were able to do a little bit after that but that's that was nice but it's just obviously there was no one in the stadium apart from like you know there was you know, a few people around, but um, otherwise, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it still doesn't take away the fact that you're you're a national champion over the 800 metres. And then, you know, following that up with, with second, was the 1500 metres after the 800? No, it was actually before it. It was the week before, yeah. All right, very good. So going into that, maybe like, you know, as you said, you're trying to maybe broaden your horizons when it comes to distance and dive into the, the longer stuff. So then last year, coming away with second in nationals, kind of maybe being heavily focused on the 800 way in training and mentality-wise, was was that maybe a bit of a shock to you or kind of what were you like going into that? Yeah, I kind of went into it with an open mind because I hadn't actually run a 1500. I'd only ever run one 1500 in, when I was a junior, I ran one, I think, in Tala. And I ran like 439 or something like that. And so I kind of was like, well, I, I what I'm going to try and do now is run a PB today anyway, even in the heat. And uh, no, it was a good experience. Like I, I, though I do remember going around and thinking, wow, this is so long. Like I hadn't run a longer race. I think I might've run a bit of a 3K a year ago or a year previous to that, but, or even 5K in the road is, it's just a bit different. So on the track, the 15 felt long, but no, I kind of kept an open mind and I just, you know, thought I kind of approached that race better, not tactically better, but like better in terms of I'm just going to, you know, clip in behind someone and then just, you know, try and do my best at this. Like it's a new thing, you know, it's going to hurt in a different way, be willing to, you know, experience that and just go go along with it. I kind of was just like going along with it. I didn't feel much pressure on it. So, 
you know, but then like they kind of maybe think like, oh, I should probably invest a bit more time in the 15 anyway. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And um, hopefully, you know, if there's some outdoor races this summer, you can, or even win the indoors, you can, you know, prepare maybe a little bit more for the 1500 and you never know that might become your, your main event. We ha- we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, hopefully <laughs> I'll be able to race a few of them and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you were telling me there, you know, last week uh, or just a few days ago that you were able to pick yourself up a, a race on Saturday. Saturday just gone. So, you know, what what was that race? Was it an 800? Uh, what kind of race and how did it go for you? Um, it was the so it was the pre-meet of the Mets um, athletic meet, which you might have seen a few other Irish athletes at. Um, Nadia Power was running in the A800. I was in the B800. Yeah. And Sean Tobin had a great one as well in the the 3K there with Paul Robinson pacing. Um, so yeah, no, that was a great meet to be in. Like I not I was in the pre meet, but it was great to be there. Like there was I ran a PB uh, 204.61, so I was happy to. I that's probably that's a second and a half on top of my second and a half off my official P, my outdoor PB. So I was pretty happy with that, and I think I raced. Uh, well enough um kind of just it's mad like the first 200 i think was dropped in 28 and then i kind of you know you're trying to like not go out too hard to take the sting but i think there was 12 people in in on the in the race so it was an indoor race so that's an awful lot of people yeah i think i sat in eighth and then came around but no it was a good um it was a great outing and like it was great to see the others doing so well as well and then watching all the um watching all the like athletes, I watched the men's 1500 as well. Like, you know, you had Borrega and Bergen there, and that was class, you know, um, watching that race. And then also there was um, the 400, women's 400. Um, it was just cool, like being actually in a proper, proper athletics meet, like it was a silver meet. So I was able to kind of observe, you know, you know, these top class athletes and what they do and, you know, you know how they go about their business um it was pretty it was it was interesting because we actually had to all have covid tests before we went in and we um there was actually covid antigen tests there as well so it was all very above board and like everything is really like you know everyone's wearing a mask apart from if you're you're doing your warm-up and that but like it shows that it's doable like definitely these competitions and that so it was it was great to get in one like it really was and like you can see everyone's really everyone's taking the ball by the horns there like the times are far faster i know obviously there's you know new spikes new tracks uh that are quicker but people are really taking the ball by the horns with their performances and they're just going for it and it's great to see because like the time the other times are far faster um on in general you saw probably the races last night in Leven. Yeah. um you know with sege and um Sege, and then you saw the Wale in the 3k as well like they're it's amazing you know yeah definitely I think maybe the fact that the the Olympics were cancelled and, and you know some athletes were peaked for maybe around that time and then their the intensity kind of dropped off a bit and then when they got back into full swing of training they had so much more so much more to give and that's a uh, obviously you set the shoes and the track but I feel like as you said people took uh, people took you know the opportunity to get fit and 
and, and kind of like last night with the 3k world record you know get you know tr get try to go out and, and make something of it because people have been missing it and then trying to you know get people back into it back into the mood of running so it's it's obviously really good to see and it just you know gets people prepared and obviously gives the athletes a lot of confidence for hopefully the, when the olympics comes around this year so it's um it's really good to see and obviously we'll be we'll be expecting some big performances from from some big uh big big athletes but as you said for you personally last saturday it was just good to it was just good to be back in that running and racing environment and would you say that kind of hopefully anyway if things don't get worse kind of kicked off your indoor season Sorry, what, what did you say? Oh, just just uh, in, in terms, you know, if races don't go, or races continue to go ahead, did you say the race last Saturday kind of kicked off your, your indoor season? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, like, definitely. Um, like, I, it was a good confidence booster as well and just kind of, like, kicked it off well. Like, to kick off with a PB, like, is, is great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really, you can't really ask for a, a better start to your season you know and like it gives you the confidence for the following ones to get going and like just kind of like try and take more off that you know yeah definitely and we'll uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you in some more races over the course of the indoor and then hopefully um some bigger races uh, in in the near future real quick you know in terms of um i know personally in terms of training and obviously races covid is kind of it affected that in in a major way but in terms of training for you obviously races for everyone have been either postponed or cancelled but just in terms of training had much changed really were you able to still keep up to to a high standard did you kind of take a bit of a break let the legs rest for a while and then get back into high intensity or did did nothing really change for you in terms of training when it comes to covid uh, yeah, no, it's an interesting question and, you know, there's like there's definitely pros and cons to both. I think the biggest pro for me, particularly, I work from home now and I like I wouldn't really I'm not in the university now. I don't have to commute in and out. So like that is that's a huge advantage in terms of recovery and then just a little bit more flexibility with my timing. So like I'm just going to like the pro there is that like I just have more time to myself and um it's more flexible so that's been a huge benefit for me anyway now when the thing did kick off i actually like because i had i done well i won a medal in the indoors so i kind of you know it was like raring to go then once the pandemic kicked off i was like yeah no it's fine let's ignore the pandemic let's you know do your training yourself and you'll be grand and i actually picked up a bit of an injury then so i actually had to take off about two weeks so I slowly built up I built up again after that but like yeah definitely it did the intensity went down a little bit for me because like there wasn't really anything in sight and I really didn't think anything would be going on in May and in June so I did kind of ramp it down a bit uh, but then we picked it up again and there was a race few races in July and September so like that was grand um and like we're doing a few time trials and that so like realistically like definitely hampered in terms of like the level the new lockdown like obviously we can't all um train together again you know we can't all be out in big groups so that's kind of it's obviously frustrating but like i guess it's what we have to kind of do now you kind of just get on with it you know what i mean and you kind of do what you kind of have to do and like unfortunately um i do do a bit of gym work and gyms are closed but luckily i was um able to get a bar um so i can do some 
bits and I have two dumbbells. So like, I guess that's probably the biggest inhibitor. And obviously when we weren't able to use a track and, you know, things like that. And it is, it's quite cold at the moment too. So, you know, you kind of, you'd love to be on the indoor track all the time, obviously, yeah. but like that's limited as well in numbers and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, there, there is, is bits and bobs, but like you, when you want to find a way, you will find a way. And like, I guess, um, it's, it's great that there has been a lot, like people have picked up the sport a lot more, like, and people in general have got it, like they've found, a lot of people have found their niche in terms of running, like, um, my, so my boyfriend wouldn't have run before, but like he's running like a few days a week now, which is great because he'd usually do a bit of skateboarding, but when it's wet, that's not easy to do. Yeah. So he just runs those days and he works from home now and it gives him a lot more flexibility. So like it's, it's examples like that, that people's lives have improved in that sense. But obviously, you know, you have like, there's a pandemic and you know, people have died and people are sick. So, you know, like that's the reality of the whole thing too. But yeah, sorry, long, long winded answer. No, no, too. it's great. No, it's good. And now, as you said there, you know, people, people have been getting sick and people have been passing away, which isn't, which isn't great by, by any means, but kind of then, in a way, have to be a little more selfish when it comes to your well-being as well, and kind of trying to do whatever you can to stay fit, healthy, and happy with well, kind of getting in the way of the pandemic and kind of respecting that as well, and respecting the guidelines and whatnot. But now, as you said, it is good seeing people getting out, getting more active, and picking up running, which is obviously always good to see, and it's it's growing the sport really quick. Before I let you go, um, I, I kind of asked this question to to pretty much all my guests, and I know it's it's quite a quite a challenging one, and it's especially during these times, but maybe in, in short term or even long term, if you have any goals for the future, kind of, what, what are you thinking? In athletics terms? Just really, like, for anything that, like, if you maybe didn't want to, you know, keep up athletics, I know that you're kind of going well at the moment, you know, national champion in the 800 metres, or if you if you wanted to maybe give it a rest and focus on maybe on, more on work or, or study. So kind of just in, in terms of life and athletics, what, what what's kind of your, your top process for the future at the moment? Um... I'm very, like, as I said earlier in the podcast, I'm very, like, you know, short-term minded in, in a way. I'm short-term for the long-term, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I guess in terms of athletics, like, I guess, you know, improving my 800-meter time, um, I'd love to, like, I, I'm, I'd love to get the qualifier for the Euro Indoor over 800 meters. Like, that would be great. Um, and the 1500, like it'd be great to kind of post a decent, like it take a decent chunk off my my PB there from last year, because I'm doing a bit more work on that. Um, yeah, and like outside that, I don't know, just kind of get through the pandemic and hopefully, like you know, just go day by day and maybe you know, in terms of like life goals, I I don't really know. I haven't really thought too much about it. Maybe learn to do the Maradona seven um, better. <laughs> Um, maybe learn how to play some more tunes on the piano and the guitar, but like that's a, in terms of you know uh, long-term life goals. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. No, definitely, it's good. You know, that's um, always a good thing to kind of 
you know, it's 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 a bit cliche, but kind of living in the moment and focusing on, you know, challenges that are coming up and then whatever whatever happens after that happens and, and you, you, you work through it kind of day by day so you're not worried about the future and then you mess up what you have to do in training or a race tomorrow. So, no, that's always, that's a really good way to think about it. Um, uh, Isol, this has been a really great episode. I know uh, in terms of races and stuff, we weren't too, too heavy on and it was more on your kind of recovery and, and maybe in terms of your comeback to run and even you could say so it was um it was really good having you on yeah it's great to talk to you Killian. thanks for the chat um yeah thanks for the chat and for anyone watching and listening at home i really appreciate it. and i'll see you all next time bye